night last night, eh, Joe? Wow. Whoa. Now look, I've seen a lot of things, but that was awesome. <laughs> what a catastrophic failure fiasco. I didn't catch all of it last night because I was too busy going through the report. And I'm glad I did it. My priorities were absolutely where they should be because we'll get to it. All right. We have to do something, though, first. We have to remind everybody, myself, you, all of us, need to be reminded who this man has always been. This is not new. This, the lies, the deception, the weirdness. Mm -mm. This is who this man is. I was in 11th grade when he ran for president the first time. And I couldn't believe it that this guy was ever, ever, ever able to do anything in public again after this. What law school did you attend and where did you place in that class? And the other question oh, is, could you quickly, I, I think we I, I think I probably have a much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. In the first year in law school, I decided I didn't want to be in law school and ended up in the bottom two-thirds of my class and then decided I wanted to stay, went back to law school, and in fact ended up in the top half of my class. I won the international moot court competition. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only needed 123 credits, and I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. And the smile at the end. Now, you know by now, everything he just said was a lie. Everything. Literally everything. And back then, our culture, our media, we, our, our country wasn't insane like it is today. And this is how people treated liars. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. His memory had failed him. The lies came so easily. He's been doing it forever. Is he going to stop now? Of course not. Last night, and it's amazing, he actually thinks he can get away with it. A lot of people are letting him get away with this part. That doesn't happen at 9 p.m. on Newsmax. What's up, Joe? I've seen the headlines since the report was released about my willful retention of documents. This, these assertions are not only misleading, they're just plain wrong. On page 215, if you had a chance, I know it's a long, it's a thick document. On page 215, the report of the special counsel found the exact opposite. Here's what he wrote. There is, in fact, a shortage of evidence that I willfully retain classified materials related to Afghanistan. On page 12, He's actually misquoting the report. He's, he's, he's literally misquoting it. And by the way, he's talking about two pages. He just misquoted the first line. I'll have specifics in a moment. Two pages. This is how big the report is. It's hundreds of pages long. This is deception. And now you're going to see some outright lies. 
Page 12, the special counsel also wrote for another documents. The decision to decline criminal charges was straightforward. The evidence suggests that Mr. Biden did not willfully retain these documents. All right, let's go. On page one, page one, it says our investigation uncovered evidence that President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. In black and white, on page one, he has no respect for us. He's counting on Americans not reading this report. He's counting on the fake news actually continuing to be fake news, and they are. And conservative media, they're just a bunch of crazy wackos, right? They're just MAGA extremists. Don't listen to them. This man is lying again to our faces. And it is amazing, the audacity. Next. Today, if you take responsibility for at least being careless with classified material. I take responsibility for not having seen exactly what my staff was doing. It goes in and points out. Things that appeared in my garage, things that came out of my home, things that were moved, were moved not by me, but my staff. But my staff. So, um, moved by his staff, not by him. He says that, right? Yeah, I've been talking to people all day in media, in politics. Nobody seems to have gotten to the part about the moving truck at the Naval Observatory at the end of Joe Biden's time as vice president. Listen to this. On January 7th of 2017, the Bidens moved furniture and personal belongings out of the Naval Observatory and into the Virginia home using a private moving company. The Bidens paid for the move themselves and packed their own belongings. Mr. Biden was personally involved in the move. One military aide recalled seeing him packing by himself and just him moving his stuff one at a time into the truck. Secret Service agents saw Mr. Biden moving boxes at the Virginia House during the weekend of his, house, of his move into that house. Mr. Biden stored papers in several places at the Naval Observatory, including desks, safes, and briefcases. Mr. Biden stored classified materials at the Naval Observatory while vice president. Mr. Biden's staff did not go into his desk at the Naval Observatory, and it appears staff retrieved documents from his briefcase only rarely, if ever. All right, pause for a second. This prosecutor does not believe Joe Biden. He knows he's a liar. He knows it. Now, he cannot prove what was in those boxes on that day. But I just proved that Joe Biden wasn't telling the truth. And that's what I believe Mr. Herr, he wants us to make these inferences. It is absolutely, literally incredible. Mr. Herr did an amazing job here. You know what this is? This is a footnote. This is not from the text of the report. 12-21-16, the invoice from my private moving company, Georgetown Moving and Storage. Serial number indicating customer to pack all, carrier to pack none. You get it? <laughs> they went to the moving company and found the Biden's own instructions on a receipt. The mover shouldn't handle this stuff. Joe wants to keep an eye on it. You get it? Now, you can't necessarily prove it a thousand percent, but this is circumstantial evidence and he's putting it in here. It's in plain sight for everybody. And Joe, the staff, 
Really? All right. Next. I did not share classified information. I did not share it. With your ghostwriter. With my ghostwriter. I did not. Guarantee you did not. But the special counsel said it. No, he did not say that. Okay. He did not say that. Pointing his finger. He reminds me of that arrogant SO, you know what, in New Hampshire in 1987, speaking about all those degrees he didn't have and all those awards he didn't win, because that's exactly what he did, according to the prosecutor. Maybe go to the report. You didn't tell the guy any classified information? At least three times, Mr. Biden read from classified entries aloud to his ghostwriter, nearly verbatim. Next, please. Doctor, Mr. Biden disclosed classified information in his notebooks to Zwanitzer. Mr. Zwanitzer was the ghostwriter. Next, Mr. Biden read his notes from classified meetings to Zwanitzer nearly word for word. On February 16th of 2017, after he was no longer vice president, Mr. Biden read portions of the same notebook entry aloud and nearly verbatim to Zwanitzer, including portions containing classified information that remains classified up to the secret level. Yeah, yeah, Joe, you're busted once again. You are. And, you know, we don't have Harry Reisner out there anymore or, uh, I don't know, Tom Gerald, who was ever doing the news in 1987. It's just us, actually. It's just us. The mainstream really does want to give him a pass. Not here. Not at nine o'clock. Next. All the stuff that was in my home was in filing cabinets that were either locked or able to be locked. It was in my house. It wasn't out in like in Mar-a-Lago in a public place where and none of it was high classified. Didn't have any of that red stuff on it. You know what I mean? Around the corners. None of that. Didn't have any of that red stuff. None of it was high classified. High classified. I never heard of the term high classified. I've heard of top secret, though. And the material was top secret, some of it. This is from the report. Marked classified documents about Afghanistan have classification markings up to the top secret, sensitive, compartmented information level. Some of this stuff was so marked. Isn't this incredible? Top secret. Joe, you really do take us for a bunch of chumps. You really do think you are all that. And what was that little crack I heard about Mar-a-Lago? Wasn't like it was in Mar-a-Lago. I mean, that place, right? No. Where was it? In a garage. In a garage. Where would you rather have our nation's secrets? Hmm? Where should they be? In a former president's Secret Service protected compound, one of the most exclusive properties in the world, or in Joe Biden's garage? Donald Trump literally put those documents on a stage. What is a stage? A stage is important. A stage that he had inside his house. Who has a stage inside their house? He does. They put him in the garage. In the garage. Remember when the fake news was all delighted that they found uh, document boxes, not necessarily secret stuff, in the bathroom at Mar-a-Lago? Now, I got to make a point about this because they were so giddy. Oh, my God, the bathroom. Can you believe it? Well, where is the bathroom? in a typical house. For the past 100 years, the bathroom is in the house. It's in the actual house. The garage is outside. That's where Joe Biden put the stuff. Our nation's secrets. <laughs> it's got a, it's too much, isn't it? It really is priceless. Next. 
And the fact is, they made a firm conclusion. I did not break the law. Innocent. Innocent, right? I did not break the law. It was actually supposed to be about much something. You were supposed to be much better, Joe, right? Remember? Remember when these allegations first came up, the whiff? Remember what you said about Donald Trump? And when you, when we learned about you, what did you say? People know I take classified uh, documents and classified information seriously. People know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. How the hell do people know? People know. People know. Because I'm Joe Biden? Because I get a pass on everything? You don't have a rep- Can I see how seriously he takes classified information? In the, right by the kitty litter box, in the dog chute, in the, in the garage, with all kinds of other household crap? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Anyway, I think this is dynamite stuff. I think this is presidency-ending stuff. In a healthy country, it would be automatic. Our country right now is a little bit sick, but we're getting better. I can feel it. I'll be right back with more on these incredible events. You know, a continuing problem for conservative media is an over-reliance on, well, being angry at the fake news. There is a lot to be angry about. I do plenty of media criticism. It's, uh, it's fun. It's interesting. It's easy. There's that. That's why they do so much of it over at <clears throat> Fox News and other places. Hey, uh, and it has to be done. But at a moment like this, conservative media have a responsibility to dig deep when a 300-plus page document drops to get into it, to master it, the nuances, the little things, the big things, everything. That's how they do it. That's how the left does it, right? Show after show, hour after hour, Trump in trouble, this little thing, that little, just going insanely deep on details, that meetings that actually didn't happen in Malta between Eric Prince and what are you guys even talking about? Remember Russia, 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 they go all in. We, eh, we wait for the liberal media to set the agenda and then we react to it. And that's bad because we'll always be playing their game. And there's more of them anyway. But having said all that, I do want to make a point about something they say a lot and have said a lot about um, Donald Trump because well, you've probably heard it by now. Sure, Donald Trump had classified documents at his house, right? In that case, uh, yeah, no, it's a lot worse. And it's totally different from the Joe Biden situation, right? This is very different from the Trump Mar-a-Lago documents. The scale with Trump is so much different. The very clear differences that you pointed out between these two cases, the Biden case and the Trump case. I was especially pleased to see special counsel make clear the stark distinction and difference between this case and Mr. Trump's case. See, now there is a historic distinction that everybody is missing, that nobody seems to comprehend. But I do believe that this Mr. Herr, this very interesting prosecutor, wants us all to consider. There is something very different. Let's go back to the report, please. 
Historically, after leaving office, many former presidents and vice presidents have knowingly taken home sensitive materials related to national security from their administrations without being charged with crimes. And there is page after page of Ronald Reagan and the top secret stuff, and everybody knew it, and everybody was fine with it because he opted to take it with him, right? And he goes into great detail, Mr. Hur does, that people are not charged with this. This historical record is important context for judging whether and why to charge a former vice president and president as Mr. Biden would be when susceptible to prosecution for similar actions taken by several of his predecessors. Fair enough. End of story. You don't hassle presidents and vice presidents over this kind of stuff. After all, let's see the president since the Presidential Record Act went into effect. All of these guys and all of them have done it and none of them have been prosecuted oh, except for one, Donald Trump. How about that? Now, that's addressed in the report. Minimally, minimally, very, very quickly in the executive summary and then later in the body of the report. It's the same length in each chapter, actually. With one exception, there is no record of the Department of Justice prosecuting a former president or vice president for mishandling classified documents from his own administration. Keep going, please. The exception is, of course, former President Trump. It is not our role to assess the criminal charges pending against Mr. Trump, but several material distinctions between Mr. Trump's case and Mr. Biden's case are clear. Keep going. Unlike the evidence involving Mr. Biden, the allegations set forth in the indictment of Mr. Trump, if proven, would present serious, aggravating facts. Okay, keep going. Most notably, after being given multiple chances to return classified documents and avoid prosecution, Mr. Trump allegedly did the opposite. Keep going. According to the indictment, he not only refused to return the documents for many months, but he also obstructed justice by enlisting others to destroy evidence and then to lie about it. All right, hold everything right there. He did not turn over the documents. He refused to turn over the documents, right? He's the only one who refused to turn over the documents. The only, let me see the presidents again. He's the only one who refused to turn over the documents. Put another way, he was the only one they asked to turn over the documents. He was the only one, just him. Everybody else did it, fine. He does it, give him back or else. He's like, I'm a former president of the United States. My predecessors do this. I am allowed to do it. The Presidential Records Act, there are, yes, there is precedent. People do this. Former presidents do this. He's the only one. Doesn't that tell you something? Selective prosecution and the works and you name it. I think this is amazing. And it's in black and white. From a, now you could say, oh, well, wait a second, though. He's still obstruction of justice. That is a scam. That when they can't get you anything on anything else, they try this uh, obstruction of justice stuff. It's all there. It's all there. These are amazing, amazing events. And it's being chronicled now by our federal government. I love it. How much time do I have? Am I out of time? I am actually out of time. 
We'll continue this when I come back. ABCs and 123s. That's what parents expect their kids to learn in school. But many teachers are pushing critical race theory, gender ideology, and worse. Moms and dads across the nation don't like it. Watch Parents Fight Back on Newsmax. So, I've said a lot of stuff about this report and what's happening in the world. Washington, D.C., Joe Biden, Donald Trump. Let's hear from some experts, finally. Joe DeGeneva, the legendary former U.S. attorney from Washington, D.C., chief counsel on the Senate Rules Committee, and much more. Fred Flights, vice chair of the Center for America Security for America First Policy Institute, and also a veteran of the Trump National Security Council. Wow, it's still sinking in for me, gentlemen. Um, this is a lawyer's report, so we're going to go with the lawyer, Joe DeGeneva. Your, anything you want to say, Joe? <laughs> The special counsel concluded that the president of the United States willfully retained and disclosed classified information. That's the end of the story. The president committed crimes over a 40-year-plus period involving stealing documents, and I underscore, underscore stealing documents from the United States Senate from a skiff throughout his tenure as a senator. He did the same thing as vice president. He took documents he shouldn't have had. He had them as a private citizen. They were obviously not kept in proper places. Uh, this was a disgraceful series of reactions today, by the way, and last night by the White House. I think Robert Hurd did a fabulous job. He did the right thing by not charging or suggesting that the president should be charged. And that means to me that the charges against President Trump have to be dismissed because of selective prosecution. There just isn't any doubt about that. Understood, Joe. Some stuff I want to follow up on, but Fred, your reaction, please. Anything anything we should know, take it away. Joe is exactly right. This idea that these documents were held in locked cabinets, we know that's not true. The report said they were, they were found in drawers. Some of them were found in a deteriorating box. Uh, in, and there's a, there's a scene of that box in, in Biden's garage Look, it's illegal to take classified documents home. Biden did this when he was a senator. He did this after he was vice president, maybe while he was vice president. And it's ridiculous to think that he didn't know about this. He was keeping these documents in his home for a reason. I think it was for his memoir. It says in the report that Biden thought he was an historic figure. And I think he thought he was going to write some type of historic memoir that everyone would want to read. Also, he took his notes home notes from the Situation Room, from meetings with Obama. And under the law, your notes when you're in the White House, whether they're classified or not, they belong to the government. They have, they're have they covered by the Presidential Records Act. You just can't take them home. There was a lot of lying about this today by the White House counsel. Uh, we need to get this out there. Okay. All right. Gentlemen, I, uh, we're all on the same team. I, 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 I agree to a point. Both, I have deja vu here a little bit. If we just changed the channel a little bit and, 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 and pretended that you guys were, were Democrats, you sound an awful lot like the people I saw on TV after Trump was um, uh, raided and later indicted for the documents, right? And that troubles me to a, to a degree because in this report, what I think trumps everything else, and 
the prosecutor seems to be signaling, I believe, is that he should not have even been brought into this. He makes it quite clear that presidents and vice presidents have routinely removed national security related sensitive material after their terms of office have expired. It happens all the time and no one has ever done anything about it, including when Ronald Reagan withdrew, technically speaking, top secret materials and brought them home and put them over his fireplace. And later, big portions of those items found their way into a book. So I, I have this inclination too. let's attack Biden. And believe me, there's so much to attack here. And I, I, I love it. But do you understand what I'm saying? The vibration that I'm getting, I, it's a fight. It's a federal case. We have a new paradigm. These things are federal cases. So you bring in a federal prosecutor, they act like a federal prosecutor and they do all this stuff, but they never should have done it to Trump, of course. And then this would never have happened. And that would have been fine. I don't think we should. We needed to know about any of this except for it happened to Donald Trump. So we had to do it. I'm sorry to go on like that, but but it's been a long day. Joe. (laughs) Well, you're absolutely right. The point is, had they not done this to Donald Trump, there would have been no yesterday and last night. But they changed the paradigm. They decided to change 250 years of American history and charge a former president with nonsensical issues concerning the possession of classified information, which every president has done, including Ronald Reagan. So your point is well taken. But let's remember what the Democrats always do when they don't like something, they change the rules. And they did that by indicting Donald Trump. And when they did that, they left the president of the United States, Joe Biden, open for the same accusation. And while I share your obvious interest in the fact that this shouldn't have happened, the Democrats said that it should. You're totally right. Yes, yes, indeed, totally. Fred, um, you remember after this all happened, though, everybody was coming forward. Pence, it happened to him and all that stuff. Eh, Look, I want to have, earlier in the show, I pointed out who has greater reverence for classified material? Donald Trump, the way Joe Biden treated this stuff like junk, like we all have junk in our attic, in our in our um, uh, garage. You know, they were joking that the material was kept in Trump's bathroom. Well, guess where the bathroom is inside the house. It's inside the house, not in the garage, which is it was a place, a sensitive place. A bathroom is a sensitive place, Fred. The classified documents sent to Mar-a-Lago were sent by the staff one time and with the knowledge of the National Archive. Biden stole documents over decades, brought them to his house, put them in his in his drawers. Trump had declassification authority when these documents were moved to Mar-a-Lago and they were in a guarded room. There's really no comparison between the two cases, no matter what CNN and MSNBC is trying to assert. Uh, it's pretty clear that what, what Trump did was not covert. These documents would have been sorted out over time. But the Biden documents, they were there for, for decades. Some of them were the Penn Biden Center, which is funded by the Chinese. There's a lot more going on with these Biden documents. 
It is incredible. These are incredible. Listen, there's more to talk about, gentlemen. Please stand by. And I want you to take a look at this character from the White House today. Uh, all happy. I think he was just enjoying himself. <laughs> I get to be at the podium. Uh, you know, spinning for Joe Biden in this uh, catastrophic mess. Seemed to be enjoying himself. Uh, I think created even more problems. When we come back. It's totally fake news. President Trump and the big media. It wasn't a love affair, but there was never a dull moment. Watch The Trump Wars, fake news on Newsmax TV. Historically, going back to the beginning of the country, presidents keep diaries. We we should want our presidents to be thoughtful and deliberative about the decisions that they make on the most consequential issues of our time. And we we have entrusted presidents to be safekeepers of this information, and to and we have expressed, you know, great gratitude, uh, including many of you in the press, when when presidents share through books and other things insights into their thinking and decision making and historical context. And so I think it's lost in the shuffle of all of this that the president did what all of his predecessors had done, which was take notes for himself, keep a diary of his own daily life, so that he could think back on these big moments of, of the time. He was benefiting heavily by uh, no one in the room actually having read the report. He's also playing a game saying a diary. A diary sounds so, so whatever. It sounds so benign. A diary, a diary, a diary, like Marsha Brady. Um, uh, there's a lot of spinning going on. Fred, what did you, what, what did, what did you make? And, uh, and, then, and then you, Joe. I worked in the White House. The president of records people are very clear. The notes you take in classified meetings and even your unclassified notebooks They belong to the government. This lawyer knows that. He is lying. He is misleading the American people who don't understand the records laws. This isn't a close case. This wasn't a diary. I mean, and if you read the report, there are documents. It says that Biden took records on meetings with Obama in the Oval Office. Those documents belong to the U.S. government, period. Now, one thing, that guy actually is not a lawyer. His name is Ian Sams, yeah. uh, not a lawyer, just a, just a press guy, oh, just a spokesperson. I, I, I thought he was. No, that's, um, but still, I think your point is uh, incredibly valid. And oh, by the way, it wasn't just diaries or things that he was writing. Um, it was like documents, like documents produced by others about Afghanistan, about national defense issues, uh, Joe DiGenova. It was war maps. Maps in, of Afghanistan, plans for military operations that he had in his possession. And by the way, Fred makes a very good point, and so do you, Greg. That guy who spoke today, Sam's, was not a lawyer. And the reason they sent him out is that he lied. He, he lied about what was in the report. If the lawyers from the White House counsel's office had got out and done that, they would have been subject to sanctions from the D.C. bar. So they sent a guy out who's not a lawyer so he could lie. And that's exactly what he did today. He lied about what the president did. He lied about what her said in his report. It was an amazing performance. And I must say, the the press there today was more aggressive than they usually are. And some of them said, when are we going to get a chance to talk to one of the lawyers from the White House counsel's office? And the answer to that is you're never going to get a chance to talk to them because they can't say the things, the lies that he said today. 
They were they were somewhat better, but they're so out of practice. They don't know how to ask really effective <laughs> questions. They, they don't know how to do it anymore because they are. And so few. Ian Sams did a, a, a smart thing tactically. He kept saying, well, if you read the entire report, if you read the entire report and yeah. I could even see them almost shrink in their seat a little bit because they had not read the entire report. And if you read the entire report, you would just be very confident that, no, that's not true. This is true. By the way, Fred, I, I just wrote this. Um, it says, to POTUS from VP, okay? If I'm in the White House and I write this and I say I have my thoughts about Iraq, just on a piece of paper, let's say I'm in the White House right now, this is classified material, correct? It may or may not be classified, but it's covered by the Presidential Records Act, which means you right. cannot take it home with you. And it well, may be classified, too, but that's not really the issue. The fact is, if you have notes on unclassified meetings, this is government work. It belongs to the government. Understood. By the way, um, Joe Biden, that famous 40-page memo that he gave to uh, President Obama, um, I guess it was yeah. Thanksgiving of 2009, you know, get the yes. troops out now. Yes. Do you know it was handwritten? <laughs> he wrote it by hand. And actually, the cover page, I got to find it. It looks very similar to this. Two POTUS from VP. It, 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 it's kind of extraordinary. And the other thing is, if you do drill down into it, uh, David, and th I'm sorry, um, uh, Joe, this is just a political thing. He seems to, um, Joe Biden, be thinking... I want to show everybody I was right post-presidency. You know, you're supposed to be so loyal to the president when you're a VP. He takes effort to preserve documents that he thinks will exonerate him or history will exonerate him. History will say he was right on Afghanistan and his boss, Joe, uh, Barack Obama, was wrong. Obama had him figured out. He said, never, never underestimate the ability of Joe Biden to F up something that shouldn't be effed up. And the truth is, Obama knew what he was dealing with. He knew he was dealing with a grifter that he needed to get elected because he needed somebody allegedly who had foreign policy experience. And of course, Biden had nothing, no, no such thing. But the point is, you're absolutely right, Greg. That was Biden thinking about what he was going to look like in the future, not worrying about the people, not the country, not the president, worried about Joe Biden, the grifter. Very quickly for both of you and Fred, first to you. This is, when you think about it, the first and perhaps only, yeah, this is the only public rebuke, governmental rebuke of Joe Biden, I think, since he entered political life. There's nothing like this that has happened to him before, not even close. He's always gotten by in Washington, D.C. Things have always been worked out for him, maybe even, maybe even certain political contests that happen every four years. Fred, what do you think is, has everything been rearranged in Washington, D.C. for Joe Biden as a result of this? How much is Joe Biden reeling, if at all, as a result of this, uh, this report? Well, you're exactly right. The adoring media has never given Biden this type of scrutiny. But my interpretation of that train wreck of a press conference last night, the attacks today by the vice president and whoever it was at the White House on this report, Biden is going to fight. He is not going to let himself be replaced on the ticket. He's not going to step down because it's all about power, not just 
just not just Biden's power, the people who work for him, the people who support him, the people who are benefiting from his power, they want him in office, whether he's really running the White House or not. Joe? Uh, what you saw last night from the president was an example of why, if the 25th Amendment could be used, it should be used, but it won't be used. He is incompetent to serve as president of the United States. He has major, major problems with thinking and acting. And that was that, that performance last night was an example of why he cannot debate, why he, you won't see him on the campaign trail. He is physically and mentally incapable of exercising the office of president of the United States. Thank you, gentlemen. I am so thoroughly disgusted with the Democrat Party and everything that's been going on, right? They're all in lockstep on everything. But I have to think at this moment, they recognize that this man cannot be the nominee, cannot be. Doesn't matter what Joe Biden wants anymore. And arrangements are being made um, that Joe Biden will learn about <laughs> fairly soon. We'll see. Thank you very much, Fred Flights and D Joe DeGeneva. A real pleasure. Thank you. And uh, we'll be right back. Hey, did I say they asked President Trump to return the material? They demanded, they coerced, they forced, mess with us or else. And remember again, only him, only him. They all take the stuff, but only this guy, our guy, gets hassled like that. Any theories as to why? Any theories whatsoever? <laughs> all right. This is uh, the new Baghdad Bob. We got to come up with a nickname for him. His name is Ian Sams. The uh, oh, I, I don't know how many how many assistants does Karine Jean Pierre need? It's the big day, and they put him in front of the camera. Um, listen to this. It's a pretty uh, interesting trick, and it worked. I give him credit. Well, if you read the full report, it actually gets into each of those three instances. The president's been pretty busy. I'm not sure he's read 400 pages. I'm not sure how many you know, folks in this room have read all 400 pages of it, but he certainly is familiar with the contents of the report. I would encourage you, perhaps all of you, read the report. So nobody in the room had read the 400-page report because whatever. I mean, we're just going to wait for somebody to tell us what it means or whatever. And it's too hard. It's too hard to go through all this stuff. It's no fun. Are you kidding? So that guy was kind of running circles around him. It was a trick. They didn't read the report. Well, not really a trick. They didn't. But if they had read the report, they, would even, they might be as fired up as I am. And they might know as much as I do. I don't know. I don't, that sounds a little bit. That sounds a little Bill O'Reilly-ish. Huh? I love Bill. One of my favorites. All right. So, you know, Mr. Herr actually, um, I think he wanted to keep a certain amount of decorum. You know, he's... He's dealing with the matter involving the president of the United States. So he can't come right out and say, I think the president is lying to our faces. My impression is that he suspects that, yeah, Joe Biden was lying to his face. Joe Biden maintained and his lawyers that if he ever found classified material at his home after he left the uh, White House in 2017, before becoming president, ex-vice president, pre-president, he would have returned it right away to the White House. He would have alerted the White House, I have this classified stuff here. It needs to be turned over to you guys immediately. Mr. Herr doesn't believe that. Mr. Herr also knows that Joe Biden encountered this material routinely. Routinely? 
during his daily activities, especially in 2017 and 2018. So let me see that stuff in the garage, okay? Now you could think to yourself, well, Joe Biden probably never went into the garage. Well, that's not really the point. The classified stuff, some of the stuff related to Afghanistan, right, in that box there, is located, well, the other folders are next to things that Joe Biden needed and was definitely accessing in 2017 and 2018, right around the time he was talking about classified material with the ghostwriter. This is how he puts it in the report. Several folders in the garage box contain materials that Mr. Biden appears to have accessed both shortly before and shortly after February 16th of 2017, the day Biden told the ghostwriter he had just found classified documents downstairs. For example, in January 2017, less than a month before he told the ghostwriter he found the classified documents downstairs, Mr. Biden appears to have accessed the documents in the box. Mr. Biden wrote a notebook entry about a call scheduled for a deal with his agent. He had an agent, creative artist. A book deal was in the works. All that stuff is right next to the Afghanistan stuff. They know he was looking at his book stuff, the agent, the deal, the contract. If he's looking at that, there's no way he could have missed the classified stuff, right? That's in here. And he wants us to know it. And we all need to know it about this President Joe Biden. I'll be right back. War and rumors of war. Could there ever be peace between Israel and the Arabs? One man helped make it a reality. John Voight speaks to former President Donald Trump about his historic Abraham Accords. Watch Israel and the Abraham Accords on Newsmax. Newsmax Plus, it's hot. 200,000 plus Americans have signed up. I encourage you to join them and me. No kidding. I have it. That's how I watch Newsmax. My wife, she has the password, but we can, you know, we've worked it out. And uh, we're both on the same um, account. And you can do that. And it's a free trial. All right. So check that out. Once you do it, you get all the Trump rallies. Fox doesn't do it anymore. They don't carry those rallies. And um, all kinds of documentaries and, and, and this channel and Newsmax, too. And, and it's great. OK, so have a great weekend. Uh, wild times, right? I will be catching up once again with my beautiful family, my wife and two daughters, including the oldest daughter, Annalise, who just turned four. Notice she doesn't blow out the candles like Mitt Romney, huh? <laughs> One at a time. No, no, not in my household.